30 Nerdy's presenting sponsor and the home of all of the official 30 Nerdy swag is Advertising Expressions. Juice, what would Superman be without the big S on his shirt? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about Iron Man? What, what if he couldn't slap that Stark Industries logo on everything? You know, Clark and Tony, they probably go to Advertising Expressions, like us, for all their advertising needs. Oh, yeah. And so should you. And when you need your own symbol, like for work, church, school, a team of super friends maybe, check out Advertising Expressions. They can help you get your name and logo in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. That's right. So whether you're a billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, or faster than a speeding bullet, check out Advertising Expressions at advertising-expressions.com. Or give them a call at 423-586-3270. And tell them the nerds at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. up nerds and nerdettes welcome to another episode of the 30 and nerdy podcast i'm your host the duke of nerds the sweet tea of the nerdy south tyler mack and joined of course by the co-host the doctor of nerdonomics the podfather of 30 and nerdy he's freshly squeezed ladies and gentlemen the juice is loose he's the bad guy of the pod waves Dr. Davis. Hi, Doc. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Oh, man. Just enjoying life, my friend. Just yeah. enjoying life. I'm on spring break, and nice. I've just had a couple days relaxing at home with the little girl. And, um, you know, we've watched a lot of Paw Patrol and done all the things that she likes to do <laughs> and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, just just enjoying it good you know it's good the little things absolutely absolutely so you're on spring break you're enjoying it mm -hmm. uh i guess we might as well before i talk about life and work and the show we might as well talk about it uh the bad guy yeah uh passed away um we knew that he had been put on life support i'm guessing and the way that Kevin made it sound is they were just waiting for the so family to get to say goodbye. Let's give context for those who are turning, yes. tuning in who have no idea what yeah. we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about Scott Hall, also known as Razor Ramon, a uh, big-time professional wrestler, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the 90s. He was one of the original three members of the New World Order, which just completely changed the landscape of, mm -hmm. of professional wrestling uh, in, in the 90s. Uh, yeah, he's had health issues a, a lot. You know, he's had... Um, his own demons that he's had to fight over the years. And he was doing a lot better and everything. Um, but, you know, that stuff takes a toll on your body. And um, he actually had a fall uh, a couple weeks ago. He, mm -hmm. he broke a hip. And so they did some surgery and there were complications, which led to four, I think, three or four heart attacks. Yeah. Uh, so he was on life support and family came in, decided, you know, there's not much else that can be done. They took him off life support. And then for about six hours, uh, he he still fought. He passed away around uh, six ish on Monday, mm. and then um, the WWE, like they always do, they did a a really 
great tribute video. Uh, they always do such a good job with that. Yeah. And, um, you know. tribute. They do great montages, too. Their video work's always been Oh, A+. yeah. Top notch. Yeah. Uh, this one, though, I mean, it, this is like one of the guys from our generation, you know, like yeah. when we were growing up. Um, we've had, obviously, we've had some, like, tragedies of those guys, like, Everybody knows about Chris Benoit and yeah. Um, there have been others like Canyon and uh, Owen Hart, of course, oh, the big yeah. accident. You know yeah. those tragic things like that. But like th- we're getting to the point where those guys that we grew up watching, yeah, they're getting up there, and there's all those health complications from years of life on the road and in in this business, which is you know back then especially was brutal. It was a rough oh, way yeah. to live, you know. Um, so that you know it kind of hurt and. It just, I can't help but think the more empathetic side of me, like, you know, he's, the wrestling fans know about the click. Kevin Nash, Scott yeah. Hall, Sean Waltman, Sean Michaels, and Triple H. H. Yeah. And these dudes are like brothers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about, you know, we've got, we've got those sort of kinships, you yeah. know. And I think about what those guys are are going through and how they're feeling. So I just it just makes me sad, man. Yeah. It makes me sad. And even though we don't know these people personally, these are people we have watched on TV almost our whole lives, mm-hmm. you know. I put out a statement um myself on my personal and I posted it on our on our podcast pages. Um Razor Ramon is one of the first memories I have watching wrestling with my grandfather the fights mm-hmm. he had with sean and the one two three kid and stuff like that and he was the first time where i really knew a bad guy mm-hmm. i didn't know him as heel or face i just knew that he was the bad guy who did the razor's edge and through to- toothpicks the in tooth people's pig, faces man. and called people fat if they were fat and but at the same time he was the first time I realized the bad guy could be cool. So cool. He just oozed cool. Machismo. Just machismo. Yes. So I was, I didn't become a fan of wrestling until like 97, 98 or yeah. so. So my first Scott Hall was like NWO, NWO Scott yeah. Hall. Then soon after, once I was like, wrestling is the best thing in the <laughs> world. Like it took over everything for me. Um, then of course I went back and I knew about Razor yeah. Ramon and Diesel and all that yeah. old stuff. So, um, oh yeah, he was just always so cool. Even though he was part of the NWO and I hated the NWO, I was yeah. a Wolfpack guy. So it's yeah. like Sting and the Red NWO. Yeah. Um, you know, he was still just so cool and yeah. fun to watch and entertaining. Yeah. I mean, we we emulate his entrance all the time. Oh yeah, the little sideways. Even if we're just walk. walking into buffets, like we'll walk into like. The Golden Corral. Like, oh, yeah. Like, and you better believe like anytime Scott you got a Hall. toothpick, you're doing the Scott Hall yeah. throw the toothpick thing. Yeah. Uh, he will be missed. He will be. And even though, the, you know, I saw him, and I also said in the, I saw him from a distance not too long ago uh, in New York, and I completely regret now not saying something, mm-hmm. shouting something at him like, hey, yo. Yeah. Or asking for an autograph or a picture but i was just like he looks rough he looks tired you know he's probably been swamped by people all day mm-hmm. i don't want to bug him now i'm like i wish i kind of had 
I wish I'd kind of just said, even if it wasn't like, I don't need your autograph, I just want you to know. Yeah. That you were the first time I cheered for a bad guy. They heard that stuff all the time, yeah. but it's still, I think they still yeah. appreciated it a lot. Yeah. And uh, I did get to meet him. I was fortunate enough to meet him and Kevin Nash at the same time at a convention uh, four mm-hmm. or five years ago or so. Um, took, took a picture with them and everything. They were just really nice guys. They get a bad rap, you know, and, and a lot of guys talk bad about them from back in the day. And I'm sure that they were, they were, oh. but, they were buttholes. I'm sure, you know, oh. they were millionaires they were and they were superstars and they could do whatever they wanted. Yeah. I, I, I get it. You know, I get it. But, um, still they were special to us. Absolutely. So absolutely. Anyway, rest in peace, Scott Hall, uh, Razor Ramon. Uh, yes. Rest in peace, uh, to the bad guy. Uh, there will never be another another bad guy, another character quite like Scott Hall. Yeah. Uh, or Razor Ramon, either one of his characters. You mentioned Kevin Nash, Diesel. This is a great segue. We're not big basketball fans. No. It's a very fast-paced game. There's a lot of bump, 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 squeak, squeak. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it's yep. just not my, my cup yep. of tea. We're the same. But the University of Tennessee are SEC champions. That's right. And to learn that the last time there was an SEC championship team was Kevin Nash's yeah. year he played at the University yeah. of Tennessee. That's right. 1979. I So I knew that he played for Tennessee, yeah. and I knew he was in Knoxville for a while. I've always known that. But I didn't realize that he had won a championship. Yeah, he has a uh, ring, he baby. He has an SEC ring. That's crazy. Ring. He didn't uh, talk a lot about it. No, he didn't talk. A I lot do. About it. I now I know that like basketball was gonna be his thing. Like mm-hmm. that was the deal. And then he blew out his knees. Yeah. Then he went into the wrestling. Yes. Um, where, where you need your knees. Where you need your knees. But, <laughs> yeah. He's had like lots of knee yes. surgeries. Yeah. Like probably more than Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Who we know has had surgery five times in my left knee. <laughs> Six times now. Sure. Yeah. Probably. Speaking uh, of Rey Mysterio, he's the uh, cover superstar. Uh, this is ba- this is a wrestling time. episode. Yeah, it's a wrestling is, yeah, episode, so we'll just get yeah. used to it. Okay, the new uh, 2K22 WWE game, he's the cover star. Mm-hmm. There's like six versions of Rey in the game. That's awesome. And like 20 different attires. Crazy. Yeah. They do this whole uh, showcase mode where yeah. you play through some of his favorite matches. Like the first one is him and Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc. 1997 when ray was wearing the purple uh question mark attire classic um and then the last one was a raw match with uh grand metallic grand Grand metallic and then once you do all that you get to unlock dominic and play as a tag team uh with him versus seth rollins and buddy murphy wow yeah but I I like the game. They've redone the whole engine, uh, the the fighting uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. I like it. Um, I, I you you bought it. I did. Yeah, that's, I, that's, I, that's saying something. Well, they suckered me in with this whole NWO. Um, I thought they knew. They know how to get me. They do because. I, I got the uh, whole big Ric Flair package. Yeah. Like I was like, no, I'm not even going to get the game this year, whatever. I don't even care. Then it was like, oh, well, if you pre-order the big special thing, you get this Ric Flair pop. A piece of the robe. Here's a piece of his robe. I was like, well, you know. <laughs> I've got to have it now. You know, I'm a big Ric Flair guy, so I'm, i i got to have that. So I did. Yeah. But you uh, didn't last year. Nope. You said you year. weren't. And, and you I stuck away. to it, and then it was the I right decision. I owe you $20. I think you do. I do owe you $20. Uh, 
And then uh, it was the right decision because that game was apparently horrible. Like it's dreadful. now in the five dollar bin. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that would be tempting just to check it out, but I want to keep my word. Oh yeah. So I'm yeah. not gonna do it. Um, I, I, you know, last week when we were working on the Gotham City Sirens episode a little bit before, while you were uh, still getting settled in, I went ahead and started creating my character. And, uh, Which for you is a long process. It is a long process. process. I am a, a uh, fanatic when it comes to creating my character. I mean, but at the same time, I make some of the best entrances and characters. You do a very good job, I will say. So, and that that's like one of the few times in my life that I am so meticulous and so yes, OCD. Yes, you are. I remember the days like 10, 11 years yeah. ago when it's like, Hey, I want to come over so we can, you know, play games, play Xbox tonight or whatever. It's like, okay, well, we got to make your character first. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then, like, three hours later when we've done my whole move set, my whole character design, and my entrance, then we're ready to play while I'm falling asleep it on was, my controller. It was badass, though. Was it? You're right. It was always worth it. It was always worth it. We had fun. Uh, but did you die? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, a, little, a little stray away from... Wrestling, uh, a little bit more about the Batman. Um, it has taken over the box office again this past weekend. Did it beat Spider-Man, by the way? It beat Spider-Man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It is currently sitting at over $460 million. Wow, bravo. Weekends. Good. Hey, you know what? Bravo. Cheers to you, Batman, Rob Pattinson, That's Matt so Reeves, mage. all of you. Mage. That's so mage. Major. It is Major. Uh, that's great. That really is, is great. It's fantastic. And I don't I think said, it was better than Spider-Man, but it's, congratulations. It's totally different. Like, I couldn't even compare. You're right. Um, but it's definitely top two Batman movie of all time. Yeah. For me, personally. I agree. Um, but like I said, in over a month, first weekend of May, I'd say that's going to be blown out of the water. Because everyone's talking Doctor Strange. I'm hyped about it. We'll probably be in Chattanooga for it, the six of us again. So excited. Um, but I would imagine I'm just going to ride this wave as long as I possibly can. <laughs> Seeing as how DC slash Warner Brothers has yet again moved their dates for their movies. Um, they just want to make sure it's exactly right. Sure, that's what we'll go with. Because the way I read it... They they don't want you to be disappointed there. The way I read it is, uh, don't think this Flash movie's good. <laughs> no. That's how I read it. Oh, I read it no. As, don't tell me that. Let's see. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and the Flash are both being pushed from 2022 to 2023. They state COVID-related production delays, but they all should be in post-production. But they did move Shazam 2 up to this year. I'm here for that. Yes. For sure. Uh, Black Adam also got moved to 2023. Um, it basically switched places with... Uh, actually, it's uh, moving to Jul- to October of 2022. So it's still this year. Um, well, thank God the Super Pets is coming up in 2022, <laughs> too. Um, Super Pets holding it down for DC. Holding it down. Did you see who's voicing Batman in that movie? Uh, Keanu Reeves. Yes, I did. Yes, yes, sir, I did. Pretty good. Yeah, forgot. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, they just released this. You remember, we were sitting in the Batman, 
and they released this DC trailer that 2022 is the year of the hero. They talked about Black Adam. They talked about The Flash. They talked about all these DC mm -hmm. movies coming mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. I guess 2022 is not the year of the hero anymore. Just missed the mark. Just, just about one year just there. Just a few of the heroes and their pets. But not <laughs> not the two Crypto's going to be the new thing. Really been looking for. Um, I just, I really think that they're worried because Spider-Man hit multiverse out of, the, out of the park. And I can only imagine... Multiverse of Madness oh, is going to yeah. hit. This is DC's first crack at multi-worlds on the big screen. Now, DC does it well in animated and in comics, but this is your first time doing multi-Earth on the big screen, and Spider-Man just kicked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. You've got to be... Got to deliver, guys. You've got to be nervous. Yeah. You have to be nervous. So I understand, but at the same time... And I think it was uh, JT at East Coast Avengers who tweeted, I'm pretty sure that The Flash has become the new mutants. And it has. It was like, is this movie ever going to happen? Is it ever going to happen? Is it ever going to happen? And you know, happen? I still haven't even watched the new mutants. Me neither. Because after a while, this really takes a lot of the sizzle off the stake, doesn't yes. it? Yes, it does. Oh, uh, well, it's going to be great. Here it is. And well, it's. Uh, yeah, but you're going to move get it. Both Batfleck and Michael Keaton in the same film? Okay, then give it to us. If it's that great, give it to us. We've been waiting for three and a half, four years. So, that's a little nerve-wracking coming off of something like the Batman. Yeah. And maybe it's just proof that, and, and I even put in a tweet, it's hard to, to keep the faith. It really is. Yeah. So I just rewatch Young Justice. I rewatch the Justice League cartoons. I read DC Comics. I'm like, you know what? Whatever they're doing in the theaters, I'm not going to put as much of my blood pressure behind it anymore because it's not worth it. Um, I'm just going to go when there's something out. And enjoy your not, your comfort content. I'll enjoy my comfort content. Uh, they say that it's a big a big sign of anxiety is that you. Rewatch all the old stuff. Oh Lord, let me tell <laughs> Instead you. Instead of uh, watching new stuff, but let me tell you about a little show called The Office, <laughs> <laughs> The Big Bang Theory. Um, but I am excited to know that the Penguin is also getting a spinoff. Right. right uh, it'll yeah. be an interesting little thing. Uh, hopefully, our Batman connected universe happens still with Matt Reeves' stuff, and not a greater DC connection universe yeah as long as the batman universe over here with pattinson is doing well i'm not going to stress as much about shazam and flash and all that because that's all extended universe anyways that's all become its, its own little thing you know i don't want to jinx it but i just feel like with zachary levi you know at the helm you can't go wrong i'm a big fan of zachary levi i'm too and i'm a big fan of shazam and i think Mm -hmm. I think it will be great. I think so, too. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be great. Um, and uh, we get to see it a few months earlier now. So A win for us. We'll be there. A win for us. And uh, another thing I wanted to, to ask you, this is, I guess this, this comes in the uh, Rando Nerdica stage. This isn't a game. Uh, it's kind of a game. I want to randomly at times like test each other, like give each other little riddles about each other. Great. Um, on how well we know each other. So, oh, okay. or we think we know we know each other. 
So I'm gonna just this this one this episode. You can think of one for next episode if you want to. Okay. Okay. If I if if I were cursed with something to where any time I pick up paper, no matter what the paper, I always get a paper cut. Receipts, dollars, cards. If okay. that's a curse that's given to me. Okay. If I can break it by making, say, Logan only have to hear Smash Mouth for the rest of his life, would I keep the curse or would I give Logan the Smash Mouth curse? <laughs> Poor Logan. Well, I mean, see, the, here's your your train of thought. Do you think I'm fine with paper cuts? Like, it's really, it's just an inconvenience. Is it going to ruin my life? I mean, like, think about how much I handle paper. I think that you really hate paper cuts, right? So I think that probably you'd say, sorry, Logan. I'd give him the smash mouth. Yeah, first. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I would wholeheartedly recurse Logan. It could be worse. I mean, it could be like modern Nickelback or something. It could be. You know. So, yeah, you got that one right. You do know me. Thank you. I would definitely not want paper cuts for the rest of my life. Okay. Yeah. So, the next episode or down the road, if you're like, hey, I thought of one, <laughs> here's here's one. Okay. Yeah. I will I will put some thought into this. It's just one of those little things that will fall under Rando Nerdica, whether it's the game that we played in that one episode. Okay. Or this, or just, you know. Sure. Little. Why not? Um, I'm in. But... Speaking of the good stuff, before we talk about what we recently did, uh, we need to take the time to talk about our new uh, sponsor. Great. Yes. You know, support for this podcast is brought to you from Manscaped. That's right. Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped is the best men's below-the-waist grooming Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package 4.0. Join us along with over 4 million other men worldwide who trust Manscaped in this exclusive offer for you. Now, this is just for you all, our listeners. 20% off. And free worldwide shipping with the code 30ANP. 30ANP at manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. Absolutely. Inside this package that they sent us, we found the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which, by the way, I did not know. I had nose hairs, that many imagine. nose hairs in my nose, until I used it, and it was silent. It was like quiet. Mm-hmm. And I, at first, when I used it, I was like, "Does this is it, is it on?" <laughs> and uh, after it was done, I was like, "I have nose hairs. Oh my god, I'm old." Like, uh, thank I, you, I, Manscaped, for reminding us yes, of our age. <laughs> reminding of, of our age. Also, you have the crop. Preserver ball deodorant, which is actually pretty fantastic because you have to keep the nerdsticles fresh. Also, the crop reviver toner. <laughs> nerdsticles. That's a, that's a nerd word for this ad. <laughs> this nerd word is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped. 
That's right. Uh, the performance boxer briefs, which oh, so comfortable. Listen, yeah. let me tell you. You know, not to get too personal here, but I'm wearing those right now because they're so comfortable. Really? Oh yeah, very very comfy. They are very comfortable. They are definitely very comfortable, and the really cool leather travel bag. Yeah. Because, like, when I opened the box that they sent us, which, huge shout-out and thank you to Manscaped. This is nice. There's like, all kinds of a, good stuff. This is a nice travel bag. Yeah. Like, I can throw my crappy, like, dollar store travel bag I've been carrying for years away because I have this one, and it's labeled, and it's it's leather and really nice and really durable, and it can hold all the goodies. Uh, so, one, uh, I have to tell this story, though. Um I, at being at 32 years old, I remember the days before Manscaped was even a thing. And we really, you know, until Manscaped came on the scene, <laughs> this wasn't really something that we talked about. Definitely didn't advertise or see commercials about it. Yeah. You know, man grooming. When, as a man, I can say, we should have been grooming our entire lives. You know, because we're nerds. We're not just nerds. We're older male nerds. We have friends who... You know, maybe they spend hours in a card shop playing card games or, you know, all huddled up playing online, computer beside computer beside computer, you know, big Halo tournaments. You know, there's a huge chance that they've been there all weekend and maybe didn't shower. Oh, That's what Manscaped's for. I mean, you've got the deodorant, you've got the toner, you've got fresh boxers. Also, uh, before the days of Manscaped, you know, maybe some poor, inexperienced 20-year-old Tyler um, who wanted to groom below the waist uh, maybe accidentally used a uh, little cheap little cheap hand razor that, like, women would use on their legs. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go well. And the weeks following that were some of the most excruciating <laughs> weeks of my life. Yeah. Because you think, like, when we shave our beards, those first couple of weeks after it's growing back it's miserable red oh, and yeah. itchy and this is great because the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer helps reduce nicks reduces the risk of ingrown hairs and reduces the risk of grooming accidents mm-hmm. altogether right thank you manscape for finally coming along and changing the game uh so as we said you get all this stuff but that's not all Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 30ANP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our special code 30ANP. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped. And that wasn't just the nerd word for this episode. I have another one, obviously. Uh... So, your nerd word is nerdistrict. Nerdistrict, loosely based off the philistrate in oh. Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, this title would belong to a nerd that censors nerdlage oh. that people consume. For instance, a nerdistrict would make sure that nerdlings would not have to endure the vulgarity in their nerdlage. Possibly. Or a negative nerdistrict, you know, for instance, if you were raising Emma to only like Marvel, if you weren't buying right. her DC books, right. if you right. weren't showing her DC cards, 
kids' versions of cartoons. Mm-hmm. You know, I could call you a negative nerd district. Well, luckily... You're censoring. Luckily, you don't have to do that. I don't. Which is you a good thing. That is your nerd word for this episode. Don't don't be a nerdistrate. A nerdistrate. So don't don't do that. Before we censorship we, is bad. Yes, before we take a break here, we want to talk about something really cool that we got to do. Yeah. Really awesome. We oh. got to do. And the audio will be out already by the time you're hearing this episode. Um so a, a few days ago, a week or so ago, I reached out, I saw a tweet, I've been Following on social media hashtags like MCU, DC Comics, stuff like that, to look for news. And one of the uh, hashtags I follow is about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Right. Uh, Because with all the stuff coming out, the news like, you know, of COVID shutdowns, of injury shutdowns, all that stuff happening, I want to stay up to date. So I saw a tweet from a a guy. uh, um, His name's Gary. And... He had just tweeted about, you know, at the beginning of this year, his goal, his dream was to, by the end of this year, work on a Marvel or DC project. Well, here we are in March, and he just finished being a PA on Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So all I did was reached out to him and said, hey, your story was inspirational. That was awesome. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about mm-hmm. it. And he just said, you know what? I'd love to talk about it. So Gary came on, on and we had uh, the videos up, went up before the audio actually went up. And we got to sit down and talk with Gary. Now, obviously, spoiler free. We weren't mm-hmm. going to grill him about, like, you know, who's on first, what's on second, and stuff like that. Who did you see there? Yeah, because <clears throat> we don't want it spoiled for us. And uh, he couldn't do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's under... You know, that Disney NDA, <laughs> that Marvel NDA. So we sat down and we had about a 35, 40-minute conversation. And the thing that was contagious isn't his Marvel stories. It's his passion. Oh, yeah. And and wanting that dream that to help and to just be in, in the room where it happens on yeah. set. Because like us, he was an actor. And just one day he was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I want to be them. I want to be behind the camera. Very relatable. Be, yes. Yeah. I, You're cause at that I, point. I've, I've, I'm the yeah. same way. I would much rather be yeah. behind the scenes with the people, making the decisions yeah. and seeing how everything happens and being a part of that aspect of it yeah. rather than being on, on the front part of the yeah. camera, the stage or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and that's awesome. Uh, I mean, we got to talk about, you know, where he came from, you know, growing up in Dallas the move to Atlanta. He also worked on Stargirl for Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked on the new Wonder Years show for a little bit and made the jump straight from Wonder Years to Black Panther. It's really excited. Now, there are some things that after the interview, he uh, he, he messaged me separately and he was like, you know, until the movie comes out, you know, uh, just don't air that part. And I was like, oh. oh, okay. So if you're watching the video, you'll see little page cuts, like little edits. And stuff. Oh. And that's because that was a portion he wanted cut out until the movie comes gotcha. out. Gotcha. So I was like, it wasn't some big spoiler, like somebody who's in it. Mm-hmm. But it was something so small that, like, maybe I shouldn't have said that yet. Gotcha. Well, if he had to second guess it, then the least yeah. we could do is. The se- is yeah, cut so. It. Out of respect for him, we did that. Um, I highly recommend you to go follow him on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, great story. He'll he'll talk to you about it. 
Uh, I can't wait to see what else he does. Yeah, Gary Perot, right? Is that yes, Gary Perot, and it's uh, Gary Perot Jr. and it's at Gary Perot on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Gary, thank you again so much for joining us that day. We cannot wait for Wakanda Forever to come out this November, and we will definitely, after the movie comes out, be talking with you again. Uh, so thank you very much, Gary. Can't wait to catch back up with you, pal. Uh, so we're going to take a, a quick intermission. We're going to step away for a little bit. And when we come back, we're talking about the women of the wrestling world. Yeah. Celebrating Women's Month still here at 30 and Nerdy. And we're talking about the world of women's wrestling, where it began, where it is, and everything in between. And 30 and Nerdy Podcast returns. <laughs> Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Established in the summer of 2015, Tennessee Legend Distillery is more than just another moonshine stop in the Smoky Mountains. From our multi-award-winning silky smooth salted caramel whiskey to our King Snake two-year-old bourbon whiskey, our local favorite vodka, and even our legendary line of cream liqueurs, there is something for everyone. Focusing on a small town vibe, our family and friend owned and operated business has kept us grounded to the heritage of the volunteer state with our fun, courteous, and smiling staff. Come in for free tastings and leave with your spirit of choice, whether it be Richard's Damn Good Gin or the legendary Hammershine. You can find us on social media by searching Tennessee Legend Distillery, where you can see behind the scenes features new deals, and are always fan-favorite Thirsty Thursday cocktail recipes. Now we do have two locations here in Sevierville, one on Highway 66, one on Newport Highway. We also have locations in Cookville and Nashville. If you do visit our Sevierville location located at 870 Winfield Dunn Parkway, tell them the guys at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. You'll receive a free shot glass, and 15% off your purchase. What are you waiting for? Come be a legend at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. Encore is continuing their exciting 16th season with The Magician's Nephew by Arndt Harris and based on the fantasy classic by C.S. Lewis. This production runs March 18th through the 26th at Encore's new home, at Oak Tree Plaza, 1570 Buffalo Trail in Morristown, Tennessee. For tickets to this show or season tickets for the entire year, go to etcplays.org or call 423-813-8331. Encore Theatrical Company believes in the power of the arts, and if you come check out what Encore has to offer, we're certain you will too, because it's not just theater, it's Encore. What's up, nerds? This is Rich from the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, and you're listening to our Council of Nerds Brethren, the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Of course, when you're done with this awesome podcast, you can check out the Three Fat Nerd Podcast wherever you get great podcasts just by searching Three Fat Nerds. And if you want all your information about what we do over there, you can visit 8122productions.com. Now let's get back to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast.
Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Oh, Welcome back, nerds, to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, and we are continuing the celebration of March for the International Women's Month. As we like to do, we like to we like our themes. We like to celebrate whatever there's a month for. If there's a day for it, we'll celebrate it. Yeah. Uh, and 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 last week we talked about the Gotham City Sirens, uh, your your lovely femme fatales that are Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, and Catwoman. Uh, so go check out that episode. This week, however, though, the juice is loose all over this one. We are talking about the women. Of the wrestling world. And there is a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. Uh, the history of it, where we are, where we came from, everything in between, and some of the stuff we probably didn't know about the world of women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that if you were to maybe say today, you'd be like, surely to God, women weren't treated that way. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were, they were, they were. Uh, so... Let's 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 get into it. All right. So, women's wrestling. Now, in the United States, at least, women's wrestling sort of started. It's it's one of those attraction things like carnivals and fairs mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and where that's where pro wrestling gets its origin anyway. But the women's matches they were very rare. Um, now, the first one of the first big names in United States wrestling for women is Mildred Burke. And she started in 1935 wrestling men in carnivals. So she was nice. a tough lady. Uh, and she was the inaugural NWA World Women's Champion, which she held for 20 years. Oh, Mildred my Burke. God. Yeah. Um, so another big name in early women's wrestling, one that guys like us grew up seeing mm-hmm. her a lot on TV, mm-hmm. the fabulous Moolah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she always hung around with Mae Young, and they were into all kinds of stuff in the Attitude Era. Mischief. All mischief. kinds of mischief. Very entertaining stuff. But Moolah was like a big deal in the industry. Um, she held the NWA Women's title for a combined 9,925 days, Tyler. That's almost 10,000 days as champion. Uh, it was over four different reigns, though. So combined total. That's a lot. Still, yeah. that's like you divide 9,000, almost 10,000 by four, you still get a crap ton of days as the champion. Basically, Moolah was women's wrestling mm. the end, period. She yeah. controlled it, okay, like she trained a lot of the women back in the day. She was really tough, okay, as you can imagine. And there's a lot of controversy surrounding the fabulous Moolah. Um, if Anyone who's a wrestling fan, if you haven't seen the Dark Side of the Ring documentary series, Mm. you have to check it out. What are you doing? Every episode is just so interesting, eye-opening, amazing. They do a great job. Uh, They did a whole episode on Fabulous Moolah. You can hear the testimonies from some of the women who uh, she trained. And, you know, a lot of them have nothing good to say about her. And some of them said, you know, she wasn't a great person, but women's wrestling wouldn't be where it is today without her so we have to respect her for that but you know i hated her as a person and but some of them still have love for her with that mentality do we really have to 
Like, it's kind of like, well, you know, they're a piece of crap person, but they did, you know, like, it's kind of like we work in the non-profit community theater world. Both of us have for years. If someone on a board or a company or something like this, and this is not based off of anybody, this is just using our general, you know, we both worked in that world. If someone was a hard worker, but a toxic person, Mm-hmm. Would you really want them on a board or a company? Be like, they might be so bad, but they're a hard well, worker. Well, but the thing is, man, you know, the thing is, community theater is one thing. I know. There's, there's big money. There's big, big money. money here, you know. I know. And I, I, it's it's true. Like, she, she is one it of the building be. blocks. She's part of the foundation for it, you know. And I understand, like, you know, she's been accused of, like, pimping the girls out that that she trained um they were expected to you know do Do all sorts of ungodly things um and you know there were of course drugs and money and and she took like a a fee for as their trainer and the person who helped them get booked she would take a lot of their money like that's her percentage plus she got paid herself uh so you know moolah probably not a, a great person you know from from what we hear you know um but a huge but you can't talk about women's wrestling without mentioning fabulous moolah i mean well it's kind of along the lines of ten thousand days hogan sucks as a person but yeah world wrestling entertainment wouldn't be where it is without the whole industry wouldn't you know yeah and that's just that that's just how it is yeah this sort of brings us into now there's years of of wrestling around the the moolah generation and the moolah you know trainees mm-hmm. and stuff that honestly i don't know a ton about all that stuff and and we don't have the time to get into that anyway but oh, we Lord. can talk about the stuff you know going into the 80s the rock and wrestling era this was yeah. when hulk hogan you know speaking of hulk hogan he had the animated thing with all the wrestlers and vince mcmahon was like singing and dancing doing music videos with oh the wrestlers and like hulk hogan playing bass and yeah. stuff this whole era uh at the time cindy lopper was the bit was with the biggest deal in pop music girls mm-hmm. just want to have fun captain lou albano played her her dad in the video yeah. right and um they were very close friends and vince mcmahon's like hey let's cash in on this right yeah. so the wrestlemania uh, era rock and wrestling bringing in the other stars from the from the music world yeah and so wendy richter and cindy lopper were sort of teamed up uh through this whole era wendy richter was uh, like she was the huge thing yep. in the WWF for women's wrestling, right? So, yeah. um, speaking of this fabulous Moolah documentary, this is connected here. Cindy Lauper, no, I'm sorry, not Cindy Lauper. Wendy Richter, she held the women's uh, title, right? And she was trying to negotiate her contract with Vince. You know, she wanted more money. Obviously, coming off this rock and wrestling thing, she's pretty valuable, right? But Vince, at the time doesn't see a lot of marketability in women's wrestling. We're not really going to continue much further with this. I don't have much much for you or whatever. So there's, you know, how it goes with contract negotiations. Anybody who knows the story of the Montreal Screwjob, Survivor Series, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, yes. you know how that goes with Vince McMahon. He's business first, right? Yeah. So he booked a match at Madison Square Garden with Wendy Richter versus uh, someone called The Spider. And, you know, nobody knew this was. Wendy Richter gets there. Well, Moolah was there that day. And Moolah's hardly ever backstage. Wonder what's going on. She's just there. Well, 
she goes out for her match, Wendy Richter does, and here comes the spider. And, you know, they're supposed to have the match certain way that they plan when suddenly the spider holds Wendy Richter down and the referee who's in on the whole thing counts one, two, three, it's over. She gets the belt and starts to make her way out. Well, Wendy Richter obviously knows something has happened here, goes and unmasks the spider, and it's the fabulous Moolah. The so, first screw job. The, the original screw job. Golly. So that's just sort of like the early days of wrestling and the, the, the 80s WWF rock and wrestling era. There's also uh, other promotions that are all women's uh, promotions for wrestling. Glow, the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. That was a real promotion from yes. 1986 to 1990. Um they did a whole Netflix show on it. There mm-hmm. were three seasons, three I think. Seasons. Uh, started yep. in 2017. I did watch that whole show, and I really enjoyed it. It was, it was loosely based on the real uh, Glow. Um, I found out those ladies... So they auditioned hundreds of, of girls in uh, California, Los Angeles. These girls are wanting to be models and actresses, stuff like that. Hey, we're we're getting, you know, trying to get wrestlers here, you know. Uh, so they trained these girls for six weeks before putting them on TV. Guys, it takes years of training to be like TV ready, you know. This so six weeks is nothing. Um, so I haven't seen a lot of glow, so I don't know what the quality of it is. Well, in all honesty, we saw the tail end of that mentality. Mm. I mean, the early days of the Bellas, Kelly, Kelly, you know. Those days, there were a lot of like shortcuts to get those it's, women. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They didn't spend years. The divas, divas contests, yeah. sweepstakes, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, but one thing about Glow that that we do know, there was uh, a young woman on the show named Lisa Moretti, uh, and her character on Glow was Tina Ferrari. And a certain Stone Cold Steve Austin had a huge crush on Tina Ferrari. He's he's spoken about that often. Uh, but this woman, Lisa Moretti, went on to be called Ivory, who we know ah. from the WWF. Uh, was she in WCW? I can't remember the WCW. I, I know she was in WWF. She was part of the right to censor and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she came She came from Glow. Also, wow. there's uh, Shimmer, which I know several of the ladies who went on to WWE and and are now part of AEW. They started in Shimmer. That's in Illinois. Yeah. And then there's the Women of Wrestling promotion based out of L.A., which mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about. So that's sort of all I've got for early women's wrestling, sort of a little bit of the history of it. Uh, now the stuff that, that we definitely know a lot about because we've lived it and we've, ex- we've experienced it. Yes. The Attitude Era, the women's evolution, the modern era of women's wrestling. Lots of great stuff happening. So... Thinking back to the 90s, the Attitude Era. For us, you know, we're a little biased. Greatest era of wrestling. Yeah. Most exciting. The Monday Night Wars are going on. Anything can happen. You know, Jerry Springer, Howard Stern, that that style of entertainment is huge at the time. And wrestling starts to reflect that. South Park, you know. Yeah. The stuff that your mom and dad really didn't want you to be watching and you had to sneak yeah. and sort of watch. I wasn't exactly. supposed to be watching WWF. Now, WCW was yeah. okay. They were a little more family-oriented. But, yeah. oh, WWF, they had bra and panty matches, and- Stone Cold drinking beer and flipping the bird yeah. and stuff like that. 
So an undertaker, like putting people on symbols crucifix. that resemble a yeah. crucifix and raise them in the air. Yeah. So I had to be sneaky about it. But Which was I, legitimately scary at the time. It, oh, yeah. Kane terrified me yeah. at the time. Yeah. But this exciting period of time that, that we grew up watching, we had all the women were a part of it. Yeah. Far different than the way they are today. But this was the days, like we said, brawn panty matches, mm-hmm. the nightgown matches, mud matches, mud bath matches. You know, funny story. While my mom was, uh, she, I think I've said this, she was a cheerleader at the University of Kentucky. Yeah, the Wildcats. Uh, to make some extra money on the weekends, and Friday nights, she was a mud wrestler. What? Yeah. Yeah. Have you told me this before? I don't think so. Wow. That's the first timer. Pretty successful one, too. Yeah. I bet. She was a mud wrestler. Back during her University of Kentucky cheerleading days. Holy cow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask her about this. Yeah. She, uh, she doesn't talk about it a lot. <laughs> sometimes it comes up and people go, you were a what? Yeah, I, know. I did. Was, you know. Hey, no shame. Yeah. I was good at it. Not at all. I was like, cheerleader, I bet you were. You know, like, and I'm sure those things still exist in some places. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, uh, big moments. Let's just talk about some of the biggest memories, biggest names, maybe of that era. Oh, Lita, Lita for sure, dude. Lita was my number one. Mm-hmm. Trish Stratus, Trish Stratus. The rivalry with Lita and Trish. Now, they made history because they were the first women to main event Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. That was December 6, 2004. Yes. I don't know that I was watching at the time, but I've definitely seen the match many times since that and heard the story and all that. Um, that was a big day for huge. women's wrestling. It was a huge opportunity. Um, but I also remember, you know, the early days of Trish being used as a sex symbol. She wore the cowgirl hat and yeah, the long and coat. The she, towel scene with. Vince, I'm mm-hmm. ready for some wrestling. Yeah. Um, she was a fitness model she before was. she got into the wrestling world. She was. And Lita was a legit, like, she trained in Mexico. She was a luchador. She was. Um, she she was in ECW as well mm-hmm. before she came to WWF. She was the uh, Miss Congeniality. That was her name. Yeah. And I think that I saw her in ECW. Uh, of course, just didn't remember, didn't make the connection. That she was Lita, yeah. but I remember her coming into WWF. She was with S.A. Rios at first. You remember this guy with the bright red hair? Yeah. And she was with him for a short time, and then when she was with the Hardy Boys, that was when she really took off. Hell yeah! She always had the the, the baggy green and uh, like pants and the thong. The showing. thong showing. Yeah. The neck shirt. She was cool, and she was the first woman that I remember. Like she took chair shots. Yeah. And she got Stunners, in there with the men, rock bottoms, all the choke time. slams, took them all. Um, was in a long relationship for a time with Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah, uh, cheated on him with Edge, and they turned a story out of it. Yeah, uh, which I gotta say, looking back at all that now, the fact that they could all work together and not mm-hmm. really try to kill each other. And they're all friendly to this day. Yeah. They're all adults about it. Which, kudos to them. Which, you know, you should be. Yeah. That's good. I mean, kudos But hey, to if you. you can make money off it, why not? And she was also part of one of the highest rated segments on Raw history. 
for years, the Edge Celebration. That's right. Yes, in bed. I did see that, actually. Yes. I saw that live. I the, remember that. They, they, he labeled it as a live sex celebration mm-hmm. on Monday Night Raw and Cena interrupted. Uh, yeah, I remember that because I was like, oh, my God, are we really going here? Like, are we really doing Seemed this? Seemed that way for a little bit. Until um, Cena showed up, I thought, we we really might go the distance with this. And I think there's rules where you can't. You talk about moments like that, like the celebration with Edge and then them main eventing Raw and stuff. But even before that, one of the first major, like, incidents on on TV during this era was Alondra Blaze, Medusa. Yeah. She she leaves the WWF. She's got the women's title with her. She shows up on WCW TV, walks up to the announce table on Nitro. Right in the middle of the war, man. The war is just starting to heat up, right? She takes the WWF women's title and drops it in a trash can live on TV. And you know what? So many people were furious with her for so long. What a disrespectful gesture, right? Like people like Mick Foley, they were so offended and they were so like, I can't believe you would do that. She's like, look, man, I'm just, I'm just doing what I was told to do. She puts all the blame on Eric Bischoff who denies it. He's like, no, I never would have said that, but you know, whatever. And that's a, that's the other thing I have to say about this business is where sometimes it's so hit and miss as a fan is like, who's lying and who's telling the truth about certain things. Yeah. I know there's two sides to every story, but what if both sides are spinning a type of yarn and you never really get the truth? And in this business, I don't think we ever truly get the truth out of people. There are people who believe that the Montreal screw job with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, that the whole thing was planned, it was all worked out just to make money. And here we are 20-something, 20 25 years later. Yeah. And they're still not saying it, you know. Come on, guys. So, but yeah, but yeah, it but just I goes mean, to show, like the work that work would have had to go years beyond, right. like even in WCW. Like I hate him. I hate Shawn Michaels. I yep. hate Vince McMahon. If the big conspiracy is true and it is a work, that's got greatest be the, work the of all greatest time. Greatest work of all time. The longest work run. The long con, as they call it. What are some of your other uh, women's memories of the Attitude Era? Oh, Sable. Yeah, she's married to, to Brock Lesnar yeah, right she now. She is. She is married to Brock Lesnar. She was one that I listened to all those Conrad Thompson podcasts, you know, JR, yeah. Bruce Pritchard, all those guys, and they, they've talked about Sable. Mark Merrow comes in, her husband at the time. They're trying to figure out what they want to do with him. And Vince McMahon's there, and he looks at Jim Ross, and he says, did you see what I just saw? Talking about Sable. And they had dollar signs in their eyes. Yeah. she's the, And she's like, that's the moneymaker right there. And she was. He's not. <laughs> uh, Sable, I think, was the first person in the company to post her Playboy. Yeah. Um, she wasn't much of a wrestler, but, you know, at the time, that's not what they were looking for. No, Meanwhile, I one time he put her in a Mark Merrill put her in the, the potato sack. Yeah. To let her go out to the ring in the sack. Oh, yeah. And she had the handprints mm-hmm. over her breasts and stuff. She They really pushed the envelope with Sable yes. back in the day. Yes. 
Now, meanwhile, on the other hand, we had people like Luna Vachon who desperately wanted to be taken seriously. She wanted to wrestle, you know, and she's having to have matches with Sable who doesn't really know how to wrestle and had to be very frustrating for her. It's and that speaking that dark side of the ring, there's an episode on Luna Vachon where she talked, you know, they talk about how she was so frustrated in that time period. Um, Because a lot of the women back then, you know, they were just brought in, hey, you're attractive, let's put you on TV. Yeah. And meanwhile, at the same time, there were a lot of women who really wanted to actually wrestle. Lita, Luna Vachon, China, you know, China, Molly Holly. They really wanted to advance women's wrestling. And it was just a time period where that wasn't the direction things were going. They they faced so much resistance. Yeah, then they signed... Beautiful Tori. Right. And Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson. And, and Stacy Keebler. I remember Stacy Keebler debuting in the WCW. The legs. She was like a librarian or something. She came out and she danced on the commentary mm-hmm. table. And I was like, oh my goodness, who is this woman? I'm going um, to marry this yes. woman. Yes. Uh, we had the Nitro Girls back then, too. Who, uh, Shawn Michaels' current and uh, really only wife. Whisper, I think. Whisper was her name. Rebecca. That's yeah. her real name, Rebecca yeah. Hickenbottom. Now, yeah, but uh, she was a Nitro girl. Yeah, and could you imagine? We would never have something like that today. No, you know, on Monday Night Raw, here's the Raw girls well, or the the Nitro girls were dynamite spoofing girls. NFL dance. They were meant to be like the Dallas Cowboys yeah, cheerleaders. The cowgirls. Yeah, because everybody, the cowgirls are America's cheerleading team. Yeah. Like after they made it big, everybody wanted that same thing. Also, one of my former directors, Todd Kraft, at Murder Mystery Dinner Show, did pyro for WCW. Oh, nice. Yeah. He used to tell stories about uh, how shitty Bischoff could be, um, just how he talked to us. He was like, sometimes he just talked shit to the crew like it was, you know, he wasn't my boss. (laughs) He was like, my boss was tech director, blah, 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 blah. He was like, who only answered to like... The guy above him and Turner, you know, like that was Bischoff was like, you know, I could yeah. sort of see it, but at the same, and then Kraft was like, I did it for like three years, and, and then I did a theater touring company and stuff like that, and I was like, so this wasn't like a, he's like, oh no, I hate the the gimmick of entertainment wrestling, but uh, in the women's WWE aspect of it, I mean. You've already mentioned her, the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. China. Uh, another one who, from our generation, as we talked about with Scott Hall, has passed. Yeah. Uh, sadly. And she really was the, we had never seen anything like China. Held men's titles, held the Intercontinental Championship, Wait a minute. fought Christian. Did you say the eighth wonder? She's the ninth. Ninth, ninth wonder, yes. Yeah. There are. Andre's the eighth. Andre's the eighth. Ninth wonder of the world. China. So, I mean, ran around with DX, you know, picked with deadlift H and Sean to save them from somebody beating them up, you know. I remember she used used to do that low blow. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember Mick Foley being up on the corner, and she just, bam. Yeah. She did the pedigree. She did power slams. Fought Jericho. Yeah, and Jeff Jarrett, Bob Holly. Took took a chair to the... To the dome piece from Jeff Jarrett. Took a chair. Took a guitar. A guitar. Yeah. To the dome piece. I mean, she 
took it and gave it probably better than a lot of the male she, athletes. She she wanted to wrestle men. She didn't want to wrestle women. No, you know she only wanted to wrestle men. They were fragile little things. To yeah, her. I mean she flick her pinky and break someone like Tori. You know? And so she and Triple H, of course, had a real-life relationship, and then that yeah. kind of fizzled out, and he got with Stephanie. Yeah. And she was just, from what they say, she was just completely heartbroken. And then she left, and that was the end of that. Yeah, she uh, she took a dark path She also. had a lot of, lot of, lot of, of demons. Lot of demons, a lot of issues. Yeah. There's a really sad documentary, uh, I think it was on Hulu, that follows her over the course of, you know, her last few months and mm-hmm. stuff. Ooh, sad stuff. She was she was in a rough place, and she had a lot of people pulling her in a lot of different directions. Waltman being one of them. I don't think he I had know, gotten clean when she died. I don't know for sure. I, I don't know if they were even in contact at the time. Because mm. they had had a really ugly breakup, and yep. it was pretty bad, so... I know that definitely contributed to her issues, but you know I don't know how involved he was with her at the time. Yeah, but definitely you think of that era. China is a very, you know, monumental part of it. Yeah. Like I, when I just think of images of the Attitude Era, China's a part yeah. of it. Her standing there with her arms crossed, standing with DX, you know. I mean, she was like what a spectacle, Xenia, the warrior princess. Yeah, for us. absolutely. You know and. <laughs> friggin H was Conan or Hercules and do you remember in like a few years after that whole era she did the thing where she would come out with the big pyro gun yes. in her entrance and she would shoot the pyro and stuff mm-hmm. yeah she was cool she was man uh, and we've had you know she paved the way for a lot of women yeah of her stature of her Beth Phoenix yeah. Bianca Belair yeah yeah she paved the way for the, you don't have to be the pretty blonde. You can be the strong, dominant woman. Yeah. And make a name and be cheered and not be a villain all the time. And and she did go into the Hall of Fame like last year mm-hmm. with DX, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. But she's totally worthy of going in just on her own accord, yeah. you know. Um, and I, I certainly understand there's some reasons why they avoid that. She, you know, especially towards the end of her life. She entered the adult industry. She did. And, and, you know, when you Google China, it's not necessarily a pretty story. It's not a happy story. So I I get it. But I'm glad that she is remembered. You know, she's still part of it. Let's move on now to the women's evolution, the, you know, what brings us to sort of where we're at now. So we go through the years of the models as the wrestlers, the fitness models, the actresses. Um, and, and even as I said, you know, they weren't, they, they weren't indie stars. They didn't start out in the business. Many of them did want to 
be wrestlers. Be, be wrestlers. They yeah. wanted to, women's wrestling to be taken seriously, but they just didn't quite have the platform. They didn't have the time. Um, and look, we'll admit it. A lot of times when we were together watching wrestling, the women's matches would come on or we'd be at a show. And a lot of times that would be when we would go to the bathroom or go to the whatever. Yeah. Not because we didn't care about their characters or... Or, or them or, as individuals. Exactly. Like, but at the time, they 10, 11, booked. 12 years ago, yeah. there weren't stories really for the women. They didn't get to have matches. You know, this is like a three, four minute match. You know, long enough to go do what you need to do and come back. It really comes down to... There weren't steaks. Exactly. Steaks, and I'm not talking food. Steaks yeah. keep us in our seats. Right. Nowadays, women's matches have steaks, and there are a lot of mid-card men's matches who are like, whoop, bathroom match. Tag team matches? Like, no look, steaks. I love The Miz, okay, but this coming WrestleMania, when he has his Logan Paul tag team yeah. celebrity match that I, I, that I hate, that's probably going to be when I'm like, hey, you know, guys, let's go yeah. get another cherry Coke. Let's go, uh, you know, to the, <laughs> bathroom, go to the bathroom, whatever. Because I'm just not going to care about it. But I wouldn't dare yeah. miss the Bianca Belair-Becky Lynch, Lynch match no, or anything that, that you know, Sasha Banks is involved in or anything Any like that. Any of the four horsewomen. Things you would not go to the bathroom. Things have changed, right? Yeah. So we're in this era, though, at the time, the models, the, the Alicia Foxes and the Bella Twins, who, look, they also are a huge part of this movement. Without them... A lot of this wouldn't be possible too. Agreed. Okay, yes. now they get a uh, sometimes they get, get a, a bad rap, rap, and they they aren't the same, you know, as as the current women. You know, they didn't grow up in the business, um, but they were a huge part of it. But there was this time where the women would have like these three minute television matches, and the hashtag "Give Divas a Chance" started, mm-hmm. and then finally Vince McMahon says, "We hear you. Stay tuned." Stephanie McMahon, she comes out saying she wants to see an evolution in the women's division, right? Mm-hmm. And at, at the same time, in NXT, we've got Charlotte Flair, we've got Sasha Banks, we've got Becky Lynch, we've got Bailey, who are just killing it in NXT, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we bring up Charlotte. I actually just rewatched uh, the other day, I was watching like a best of the women's yeah. division on uh, Peacock. They showed when Stephanie came out, she confronted uh, Nikki and Brie Bella and Alicia Fox. And she introduces Charlotte, Becky, Sasha. Bailey didn't uh, move up for a few more months. But this was really like the end of the Divas era when we get Paige and and all these girls. And You forgot one. That could be considered as a, 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 not a horsewoman, but a, a... an arbiter. Mickey James. Besides that, AJ. AJ Lee? AJ Lee should yeah. be in this conversation. She should be. She's a big part of it. She was a huge part of it. She Her matches with the Bellas, her mm-hmm. matches with Paige. Yeah. I mean... You're right. She was, she was great. Cause Natalia, Natalia, Beth Phoenix. And poor Natalia. It's not booked right. She's not. Look, I think... I love Natty, right? But like her mic skills are just really not they're not that great. great. Like but she doesn't really sorry. I'm 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 so I'm so excited talking about Natty that my I've just knocked my microphone out of place here. <laughs> so Natty is great, right? Like ring general. Okay, and a lot of the girls go yeah. and get extra training with Natty and yeah. they want to go to Natty to get her input because she's that good. She's just not great on the mic. No. 
But I don't think that she has to be on the mic. Like, I think she should just let her ring work speak for itself. She should come out there and be serious. Like, I'm a generational superstar. My uncle is Brett the Hitman Hart. My I'm other uncle Anvil. is Owen Hart. I'm, I'm Jim the Anvil's daughter. daughter. Like, this is my legacy. Stu Hart is my grandfather. I grew up hearing dudes who couldn't tie my grandfather's uh, boots. They couldn't lace his boots. Even she the guys in the locker room today. Watching men cry, cry and scream and poop their pants and throw up because mm. of her grandfather. And I'm here to take control of this division and mm. to show everybody who number one is. And that's yeah. who she should be, that's right? Exactly who she should be. Or she should have a mouthpiece or something like that to do like all the talking hangman. for. Exactly. They should do something really cool with her. Mm. But they don't. They never do. Freaking give her the anvil name. Let her take Natty the Anvil Nineheart yeah. as her name. And just be Jim the Anvil's daughter of the Divas Division. Maybe without the creepy laugh and without stuff, Without the creepy laugh, yes. but And let her dominate. But, like, she wears cat ears to the ring, man. You know, like, I understand that's her. And, and part of the whole thing is, like, you know, be part yourself but dialed up to 11, right? And I get it. But, like, there's nothing about the girl wearing cat ears that is intimidating to no. me. Like, I, wa- I want her to kick butt. Agreed. I don't know how we got on a natty tangent. But she is a part of it. She's right? part of it. And she's, she's been a mainstay there for years and years and years and years. Yes. So we get to WrestleMania 32. Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. The official end of the Divas era because they retired the Divas belt. And we got the women's title yes. officially. Um, and that was sort of the start of that. That was WrestleMania 32. We're coming up on 38. So this is six years ago. Yeah. And that was a heck of a match. If Absolutely. you haven't seen it lately, go back and watch it. I rewatched it today. Ric Flair took a bump in that match as well. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte did that crazy moonsault for the first time off the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a whole spot where, like, I think Becky had Sasha in the 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 arm submission mm-hmm. and then Charlotte was putting Becky in the figure eight at figure the same eight. time. It was a great match. Really good stuff. Um we also some other huge things that have happened for women's wrestling. The May Young Classic in two thousand seventeen, a, a tournament sponsored by the WWE that featured women from all over the world, mm-hmm. uh names that we had not really heard of other than a few here and there. That was one by Japanese star Kairi Sane, who stuck around for a while. She's back in Japan now. We got the first ever all-women's uh, pay-per-view, Evolution, uh, October 28th, 2018. That was main evented by Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella in the mm-hmm. main event. That was, I think, some of the Bella's last matches, last, last involved. Match, but they've yeah. done a couple things here and there, like uh, Rumbles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, finally, the Women's Royal Rumble yes. uh, in... 2018. We've had five women's rumbles. It's hard to believe that it's it's been that long, it isn't it? It does feel like yesterday. Because I remember it? the first one so so well. But it was exciting. We got all these great uh, surprises. Lita, Molly Holly, Trish Stratus, all of those ladies were there. So good. Asuka won that one. Um, and just want to point this out. The first Royal Rumble, the first entrant was Sasha Banks. We're going to hear that name a lot over the, the yes. course of these uh, things that I've got listed here. But Sasha Banks was the number one entrant in 2018 Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, Asuka won the first one, then Becky Lynch, Charlotte in 2020, our girl Bianca Belair in 2021, and then Ronda Rousey most recently in 2022. 
Uh, but even though that was the first Rumble match just for the women, there had been a few instances of the women getting involved. Yes. We got to see one live and in person. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Beth Phoenix, the Glamazon, she yes. showed up at the Rumble in 2010. In Atlanta. I think in Atlanta, she eliminated their great Kali. Yeah. With a kiss and a pullover. Uh, China had been in the Rumble and then Nia Jax. Nia Jax. I think that's it. There might be more. But those are the ones that I could remember. Okay, so uh, we've had first Royal Rumble, first all-women's pay-per-view, women's tournament, all this good stuff. The big one, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 35, the main event. Not the co-main event, not, no. not just the big match, the last match of the night. Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. With Becky Lynch getting the win in the end and becoming Becky Two Belts. Yes. And it was like one thirty in the morning and everyone mm-hmm. was exhausted. Yes. But it was a long wrestling. It was an exciting night. Yes. And we were genuinely like really stoked about the women yeah. being the main event. Yeah. It was it a great just match. We had five and a half hours, five hours of stuff before it. Yeah, we had ran out of a little, a little of our yeah. pep by that point, yeah. but. It was good stuff. And then, even better, uh, WrestleMania 37, a couple years later, on night one, first ever one-on-one women's uh, main event match at WrestleMania, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, plus women of color. Yes. Our hometown girl, Bianca Belair. And we were so invested, you know. It was beautiful, man. It's not often that we are so emotionally invested in a match that we're cheering and we're celebrating as it's happening. You know, we're just not those kinds of fans anymore. Uh, But, man, we were totally invested. Oh, my God. What a great match. When she won, I teared up just in the beginning because they were getting emotional. Just looking at each other, looking around like, this is it. We're the first. We are the first. Another first for Sasha Banks. She also had the first women's Hell in a Cell. Yes, sir. Where they okay. tore it down. So other firsts. First Hell in a Cell, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair, who also has had a yeah. lot of firsts. Uh, Hell in a Cell 2016. believe Charlotte won that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, and I do remember this very well, uh, the first ever women's tables match. This was still in the Divas era. We saw mm-hmm. this... Uh, TLC 2010. We were we were watching pay per views at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. That's and this was uh, the Divas of Doom, Natalia and Beth Phoenix versus. Do you remember? The Bellas. No. Uh, were they legends? Lita and Trish. No. Oh, Lay Cool. Lay Cool. It was uh, Michelle McGuire. You can't see what I yeah, just did, but did I did like cool. a little Lay Cool arm out hood thing. Uh, Michelle McCool and Layla. And what I remember specifically, I think the tables were pink, which is yes. Weird, but they tried to throw them through, and the tables didn't even break. Yeah. So then they had to do it again. Yeah. Um, I hated Lake Cole. Yeah, I did too. Because Michelle McCool was such a, a pretty stout singles competitor, mm-hmm. uh, wife of the Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, and Layla wasn't so bad herself, but together there was just something about them that were weaker. And not as good. They were annoying. Every Michelle McCool appearance in the Royal Rumbles that we've had has been stellar. Exactly. She's great. Okay, so first ever Iron Man. Now, this one is very important because it's a, it had a lot of firsts at the time. First ever women's Iron Man match. Bailey versus Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks. 
NXT TakeOver Respect, October 7th, 2015. This was the first women's match to headline a major WWE event at the Mm -hmm. time. The longest women's match in WWE history until Sasha versus Charlotte at Roadblock into the line in December 2016. Sasha, man. Sasha Banks. Um, And then before that was my, well, a few months before that, was my favorite match in recent history. Uh, not Take just, over. not just, you know, the women, just in general. Yeah. One of my all-time favorites, Sasha and Bailey at Takeover in Brooklyn before SummerSlam. Wow, that match still to this day, man. Eleven out of ten. I I gave that one a ten out of ten. I, ju- <laughs> I just watched it before we started today. The excitement, man. It was just great, and they they. We always get that typical, here's the bad guy, here's the good guy, the bad guy's a bully, the good guy's the underdog, whatever. It's for the good guy. It's so, you know. Shakespeare. Yeah, but it's like, it's just overdone all the time, and, yeah. and it's hard to really get behind it, like get really invested in it, but this one you did for sure. And this one, by the end of the match, it wasn't good or bad. You were just like, go girls. Yes. Go They had the big moment where Charlotte and Becky came in. They did the four horsewomen pose and took all the pictures. Just incredible. All four of those those ladies, top notch. I I love to watch all four of them in anything that they do. And Bailey now, she's got the heel thing going, the short hair. Uh, Ding dong. Ding dong. Hello. I love it. Uh, Sasha, she's still running with the boss thing. Charlotte, the queen, you know, we have our debates about is she too much? The is John she, Cena, is the she overexposed? Division. Totally disagree. <laughs> she's the best. I think How she, much longer until you're like, okay, overexposed? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. When someone comes along that's better than her. And she's still winning. That's the thing about John Cena. People were so much better than him. That's true. Charlotte is. Good point. Let's see, I would argue that it's just such a different better. Like, she is, at the end of the day, she's a flair. And, then and she's she, this and pure, she, she's this pure wrestler. Yeah, she looks like, she you she walks out to the ring and you believe her. She looks like a star, right? A and that's, that's what it's about, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm invested in what she says and does. I believe her. I believe that she could kick all their butts because she could. Right? Mm-hmm. She could. And she wants to be considered like separate from her father, which is totally understandable. And I think at this point she's done that. Like she's lived her own Finally, legacy. Finally, I think so. For sure. She, she, like now along that with he's Sasha. Gone, now that he's like, he's done some stuff at A&W and he's definitely not in WWE right yeah. now. She's definitely gotten to get out of that shadow. But it still helps. Like it's still adds so much to her legacy even though she's done her own thing now yeah she's part of the dynasty yeah you know so i love charlotte well and the great thing that i will never take away um that charlotte will say in interviews is this was supposed to be reed her brother this was supposed to be my brother's dream and what my brother wanted to do and he died too early in life and i'm doing it you know, definitely for him, you know, and... It's a great motivator, uh, I'm sure. It absolutely has to be. Uh, and she really is, you know, as much hell as I give, like, oh, I bet Charlotte will be in it, or, you know... <laughs> um, you know, she you can't take away from pure, natural talent. We also 
recently had the first ever women's elimination chamber match, which is we a did. brutal match. Very brutal. Uh, 2018 elimination chamber pay-per-view. It was for the Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss beat Sasha Banks, mm -hmm. Bailey, Mickey James, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose. So Alexa Bliss. Now she's she's nowhere kind of back. She's no, she she came back for uh, the most recent elimination chamber this yeah. year. She did some stuff with the psychiatrist, and then it's like, where's Alexa? And the whole thing is like she's been tweeting like, yeah, I don't know, guys. Wow. And like they came to her hometown, and she tweeted something about like, oh, Columbus hometown, nothing. Whoa. Yeah. We don't know what's going on and with we love WWE. Alexa. Yeah. She's great. Love Alexa. She commits 100% to everything she does. Flashback to Alexa's debut in NXT. She was the blue cheerleader. Yes. The Frost. She'd do the Frost stuff and the cheerleader and the Elsa type stuff. Mm -hmm. And now, you know. All of them. I mean, and Becky Lynch, I remember I got to see her live the doing the, the yeah, jig. doing the little jig to the ring, the river dance thing. Ugh. And I saw Sasha uh, when she was wearing the fur coats and she had the brown yeah. hair mm -hmm. uh, with the blonde highlights. Mm -hmm. I met Charlotte at that time. You this also was like, got to see uh, uh, a diva that, that did not last long, Blue Pants. I, I, Didn't you? Did, I don't know if I saw Blue Pants was or not. Was she with Cass and I don't know. I wonder what Blue Pants is doing. I don't know. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> Blue Pants. Uh, we also, speaking of first, the last one I have here uh, was the tag titles. We had women's tag titles. Uh, in 2019, the first women's champions were Bailey and Sasha, the boss and hug connection. Which, that should have been a year-long tag team champion run. They were so good. The titles had actually been a thing in the WWF, uh, in the 80s, up until 1989, but, you know, because Vince just didn't really see much of a future for women's wrestling, they sort of disbanded that whole thing. But the last holders were the Glamour Girls, Judy Martin and Leilani Kai in 1989. Wow. And then this is a whole new, like, that That run doesn't count with this run. This is a totally separate, brand new uh, title and division. So With the first being Charlotte, or uh, Bailey Sasha and Sasha and Bailey. Banks. Awesome. Sasha has just all of the first that the you can accolades. think of. I'm telling you, man. So who are your Ugh. favorite ladies in the wrestling business right now? Right now, it's kind of hard to say no to any of the four horsewomen when they're involved in stories. You right. know, I might say overexposure to Charlotte, but still, when she's in a match, I can't take my eyes off of her. Becky, I freaking love anything she does. Good, bad. Dressing as Sporty Spice. Killing it as a heel right now. Killing it as a heel. Absolutely kills it as a face. It. Kills it as a uh, tag teamer. Kills it as a mid-carder. Kills it as the, the man. Kill, yeah. Just kills it. Kills it as a mom. Yeah. You know? Uh, Sasha, I freaking love anything she does. Also, good, bad, doesn't matter. Mandalorian, freaking love. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bailey, I thoroughly enjoy. I was saying that she was like the Shawn Michaels. Um Sadly, I didn't know if she could make that turn. You know, she'd just be the the sweet the sweet chin girl, the super kick girl, the wacky inflatable thing, and she'll be like HBK. But no, she did she it. She cut her hair. She carried herself up. 
She did this ding dong thing, and she's a phenomenal bad guy. And she, the she brought the aggression, you know. Yeah. As a heel, um, she does that new move, that rose plan or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. where she takes the knee and like just drives your face down into the mat. I love it. I also love Alexa. Love Alexa Bliss. We're big fans of Bianca Belair, not just because she's the hometown girl, just because she's fun to watch, man. Pure she's strong. Strength. Pure strength. She's got, she's got some work to do on the mic, I think, you know, but yeah. I'm looking forward to the day when she doesn't have to be twirling the hair, yeah. dancing, baby face Bianca. Yeah. Like when we see a new side to Bianca, yeah. I think that'll be good for her. And I think it's just around the corner. I, I think it's coming soon. I really do. What's your feelings on the baddest woman on the planet being in the WWE and, um, you know, holding titles and being somewhat, <sighs> you know, I loved her in the UFC. I loved Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Loved her. Um, I like that she's committed and I like that she didn't just come do a, you know, a big WrestleMania and then see you guys next time. Like, like she Brock stuck around. She... She w- she was on the Monday Night Raw. She was on the SmackDowns. She w- I-, I really appreciate and respect that. Yeah. And I think she tried to do a lot of things on social media that she thought were going to be like storyline, like help b- with business that really just came off really bad. Yeah. Um, you know, but for me, sort of the – what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, the lure, the pizzazz, the whatever of, of Ronda Rousey sort of worn off. Yeah. Um, when I'm, she first debuted at the end of that pay-per-view with I don't give a damn about my reputation. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. She just stood there. That night I was like, oh, yeah. She's exciting. Like, And when she's she's around, it's exciting. But like she, she destroys everybody. Yeah, you know, it's like, eh. yeah. And I'm sure that she'll beat Charlotte um, at WrestleMania. I think that's what they're doing, right? Yeah. yeah. I think she'll probably win. Yeah, hold the title for a little bit. Yeah. I know we'll do a whole WrestleMania episode, but do you like where we're at? I know that with WrestleMania, we've honestly said this is the weakest Mania season that we've ever had. Well, um, with pretty rough Rumble, it's our favorite pay per view of the year, and you look, you texted me, don't watch it, <laughs> don't go back and watch your favorite pay per view because it was that. Bad. Well, I guess why don't we just go ahead and do a little preview of what okay. we know so far. Since we're wrapping things up yeah. here, it's wrestling, a wrestling episode, wrestling, episode. wrestling season, it is wrestling really, season. if you will. So the night one card, according to Wikipedia, card subject to change. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul bathroom break <laughs> drew mcintyre versus happy corbin with mad cat moss also a bathroom break the usos versus shinsuke nakamura and rick boogs for the smackdown tag team titles now i do love the usos so i will watch and i like shinsuke nakamura a lot yeah and you know what also mad respect for rick boogs boogs did you see the bump he took the other day on his neck yes and got back up and kept going holy cow and he can play the guitar Night two. Oh, that's true. Can. Edge versus AJ Styles. There that will deliver, I'm yeah. sure. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory will probably be good. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Yeah. 
Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan for the women's Give tag Liv team championship. And Rhea, the titles. Liv deserves a freaking belt. That's someone that I love right now. I love Liv Morgan. I would approve of that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then finally, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns uh, for winner takes all. It's time to unify that title. I think so, too. And you know what? I think I am really looking forward to that match the most. I am. I've, I think I've said I've enjoyed I'm loving Brock the Roman Reigns stuff. Right now. Yeah, everybody's liking Brock Lesnar because it looks like he's having fun. He's having fun. Who knew he was capable? I know. Taking pictures on his way out with kids and He is and terribly introverted, so he talks about like he does all that and then he goes home and he has to be by himself yeah. for like two days before he can come out and do it again. Yeah. I kind of know how that feels. Which I think has driven a lot of his character in the past. Is He's just like, I, just yeah. can't, do it. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. And now I think he's finally like, you know what? Let's try this. I can. And allegedly. A return of the rattlesnake is supposed and to happen. And Kevin Owens. Yeah, they're very they're being real careful about it. They're saying, you know, not a match, not a match. Yeah. But they're gonna have the Kevin Owens show. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But uh But that's WrestleMania. I so mean far. the card is on paper a pretty decent mania. Um we've seen worse mania, we've definitely seen better. Uh but as for a mania season not its best season. Typically, about, this is when the three of us, you, me, and the Rev, typically around this time of get year, get really excited. We don't miss Raws and SmackDowns, yeah. and we 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 stay up to date with all the stuff, and and we just don't care right now. I did watch uh, the most recent Raw, just because yeah. I wanted to see what they would say about Scott Hall. Yeah, and Kevin Owens had lots of little tributes here and there. It was really nice. That's good. And I will say that it was a lot more of an enjoyable experience than the last time I watched Raw, which was who knows when. But I will also say I'm watching on Hulu where I didn't have ads and watching Monday Night Raw on a Monday night on cable or satellite or whatever the case may be. There are commercials and commercials and commercials and they are the same commercials over and over again. And it's Mm -hmm. like a 10 minute commercial break Mm -hmm. over and over. And they never put them in a good spot. No. Like, I remember getting so frustrated because, like, they were doing hot tag. And we're about to bring in the guy who's going to beat everybody up. He's all pumped up. Commercial break. <laughs> and we missed the whole, like, all the, the, the payoff of the heat that he, that he built up. So I was frustrated with all that. So I liked it a lot more on Hulu. So yeah. I think I'll probably try to keep up for the next couple of weeks until the big day arrives. And we always, we always do a Mania episode every season. So we will definitely have that queued up for this April. Um, pretty excited. Uh, it's been great, man. Yep. I, I, I love talking anything nerd culture with you, but I've loved going down the the, the time warp that has been women's wrestling. Uh, definitely a much larger respect for the, the craft of women's wrestling these days. But you also have to say, if it wasn't for the women of the past, some of them not the best people. Yeah. You probably wouldn't have the women's revolution that we have. Right Everything now. led to where we are now. Exactly. So for all those women, you know, they paved a little bit of the path. All of them that that we've seen on TV, they all had a, a part of it. You know. Yes. So much love and respect Absolutely. to all of them. 
Absolutely. And other favorites we didn't talk about, like Mickey James and Paige, who I was just crazy about. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of Kelly, them. Kelly, Kelly. Kelly, Kelly. Not the a great wrestler, so but. nice. They named her twice. I loved Kelly for sure. Yes. Yes. But, yes, thank you to all those women that paved the way to get to here. Thank you for the women who still, to this day, put their bodies and their lives on the line each week in and each week out. Uh, we are going to be finishing up March uh, next week with the other side of the coin for some Gotham Femme Fatales. We're going to be talking about the Birds of Prey. Now, this team... It's a bit bigger than the Sirens. Different names have been in the Birds of Prey. We may talk just about the original core group. Another DC topic? Well, give us a good women's group in the Marvel. <laughs> you just let me think about it, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> okay. Almost we could do, there, there's, there's a, so much time left whole, in March. A whole thing on just the women in the X Men, even Jubilee let's, let's Storm, throw that in, Jean Grey. Let's throw that in next week. Let's talk about the women of the X Women. Really? Let's no lying. The ladies of the X Men. Hey, let's do it. I feel like I uh, gave you a little inspiration there. <laughs> a little huh? Inspiration. There. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good yeah, one. All right. So change of plans. We'll still get to the Birds of Prey before March is over. But next week we're going to talk about the amazing women of the X-Men. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Hey, all right. So uh, tune into that. Uh, thank you again to our amazing sponsors uh, uh, like Manscaped and Advertising Expressions and Encore Theatrical Company and Gatlinburg Brewing Company and Tennessee Legend Distillery. All of y'all are amazing. Thank you for the support and thank you all for the support. Uh, week in and week out. Uh, there really is no show without you all. Uh, without you all, we'd just be talking about this stuff on the way to the next movie or the next pay-per-view that we were going to or just we'll driving around But we'll be town. doing that anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, so be be kind to one another. Be kind to yourselves. Uh, stay classy and cheers to you. Rest in peace, Razor. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Brought to you by Advertising Expressions. Encore Theatrical Company. Tennessee Legend Distillery, and the Gatlinburg Brewing Company. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is a bad cast company production, founder of the Council of Nerds. Survive the apocalypse by finding 30 and Nerdy Podcast along with other amazing shows at podchaser.com. Looking for more on the 30 and Nerdy Podcast? Check out the website, 30andnerdypodcast.com. There you'll find our directory. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere in between. To leave a voicemail, you can go to speakpipe.com slash 30andnerdypod, or you can leave an email, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Until next time, nerd up or shut up. Cheers to you, nerds. Matching insatiable hearts And I knew that 
Touch your skin and feel your own.